Welcome to another episode of the Shit Podcast. I am Scotty Ward. Very nice for you to come back. I have a total of eight listeners. Welcome back, guys. Couple of you I know. So that means a total of six listeners who I don't know. What up? So this is episode four, officially. Uh, Unofficially, we can call it episode three. We're going to call it episode four. Okay, the first episode on Anchor and iOS, it kind of, I kind of gave it the X um, because there was uh, some knowledge that I didn't research fully, um, and I was saying a couple things that maybe not have been totally true, or I messed up a couple words, or nevertheless, we're back. So it's not on YouTube; it's on Anchor. If you want to check it out and give it a listen, it's still a decent episode. But uh, I had to give it the axe, so we're going to do what we always do. We're going to talk about the weekend and the week prior as to uh, where I'm still getting over this cold that I have. Um, it was a bad, it was a bad cold. I mean, I was, I was spitting up some uh, rainbow colored mucus, um, you know, changing colors every day. It was uh, kind of reminded me of the uh, gay pride flag coming out of my throat, pause, um, so we got a couple things to go into. Uh, we got the UFC 235. We're going to talk a little sports. Uh, we got the Italian festival uh, where it's one big food fight. We'll get into what kind of food and how much of the food and how much all the food weighs and why it's why it is happening in Italy from Sicily to and and forgive me if I mispronounce this, Avrea, Italy. It's kind of like a it sounds kind of Spanish. But I'm going to go with Avrea. It's possible. It's possible. Then we have Walmart doing a couple things that uh, are controversial. Um, there's a surprise, you know. There, We'll get into what that is and why it's controversial. And um, Walmart always does things to net the most money. It's not a, it's not something we don't already know. Um, so we'll get into that and we'll get into a couple things I did this weekend. I tested out apex legends on PC. Um, I tried vegan food for the second time and it was better than the first time. So we'll get into that. Uh, had a marathon, had a yoga karma class where the donation goes to, um, this family that lost their kid, um, called, Ah, I wish I could know I know the name off my, my the top of my head, but I'll put it in the link in the description um, and on YouTube and on Anchor. Um, so we did a nice karma class. So what they do is uh, we'll get into that. But what, essentially what they do is the new teacher trainees um, teach one big class and it's a donation class. So it's ten dollars to get in and all that money goes for a cause. I can't remember. It's something feet. I want to say it's Michael's feet, but I don't want to get it wrong. We'll go into that later, but I'll put it in the um, description so you guys can check it out and potentially do something with that. And then we're going to a couple core questions. You know, maybe I'll mix them in into the podcast uh, in between the segments. Um, So once again, I'm Scotty Ward. Thanks for checking out my shit podcast. I don't know if the title turns people off. I, I like it. Could it? Because it could be anything. It could be controversy, controversial. It could be topics. Um, it could it could essentially be anything. I like it. Do I consider changing it? Not really. I just want to ride out with it and see what it is. Because I just like talking into the microphone 
making some videos, cutting it up, editing it. It's really not a big deal. Not to me, but I know how people get kind of iffy with the the curse words and all that nonsense. I mean, grow up. Grow up. We're adults. And if you're a kid, you know, I I I, I click the explicit uh title. So if you're a kid, maybe get the permission of your parents to listen to it. But I'm pretty sure we're we're not kids. And like I said, I only have eight people watching the episode, so it's not a big deal, honestly. So I wanted to go into start off with some uh sports. UFC 235. It was eh. I was very excited about the card. I didn't get a chance to watch the prelims because I was out um, doing some stuff. Uh, so when I came back, I came back on the Askren Robbie Lawler fight. And I got to tell you, <coughs> no matter how strong you are, when Robbie Lawler is enraged, it is a problem. So he, he pretty much picks up Ben Askren into a torture rack. If you don't know what a torture rack is, check out Lex Luger, torture rack, Google it, and then slams him on his head, and, and Ben Askren is all wobbly, wobbly. It still looked like even after the fight, he was a little wobbly. I know when you kind of do that horse prance where your 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 uh, your one knee is kind of high and your other leg is straight, and he's kind of sitting up there, but he's kind of like switching postures. I get that a lot. It's like anxiety, but not really. Maybe he's not used to being on this big stage. Las Vegas, you know, he was a little antsy with that. So Ben Askren comes out, and he tries to grapple right away, and he gets to Robbie Lawler's back, and Robbie Lawler just picks him up and slams him on his fucking head. It was absolutely ridiculous. It was. <laughs> and, then he, and then he proceeds to go around and punch him in the head a couple of times. God bless Askren for for kind of like fighting through it. And then they they get up and finally and and it's so funny that the fight ended like this. He kind of gets him in like uh I forget who who said it. Maybe Brendan Shop said he had him in like a big brother headlock and kind of just squeezed his head. And um all I could think about is the the videos that that popped up on Ben Askren where he's he's got two watermelons in his hands and he's squeezing them until they blow up. And then he has another video with a pumpkin in his hand and he's squeezing it until it blows up. And I'm like, Robbie Lawler's head is gonna explode in the ring and it's gonna be the first death. Um, but it didn't happen like that. Some people say it's controversy, but you can't tell me it's controversy. So the ref jumps in. After testing Robbie Lawler's arm and the arm goes right back to the canvas. And if you ever watched wrestling, you know, WWF or E, whatever way you want to go. I was a WWF guy before they had to change it due to copyright bullshit. Um, if your arm goes up and then slaps the canvas back down, you're out, brother. But they do it three times. So maybe UFC should have kind of adapt that rule. I know wrestling isn't real per se. I mean, physically it's real, but maybe they should adapt the rule where you have to lift the hand up and let it drop and slap the canvas three times in a row. And if they don't respond all three times, then they're out. But you gotta, but this is real life and you're the guy's really getting choked out. So maybe you should do it quickly, uh, quicker than a what you know, the ref used to do it. Pick the hand up, drop the hand down, and say, one, turn to the crowd, look around, and then do it again. So maybe in UFC, they can adapt it, but do it kind of quicker. And so some people say it was controversy, but I saw Robbie Lawler's arm go limp. I saw the ref try to pick it up and, excuse me, and pick his arm up, and it flopped to the ground. 
So I would have stopped it too. Herb, and then he, and then Robbie Lawler, once he let go of the, you know, he pops up in fury, like, why did you stop it? Why did you stop it? You stopped it because your fucking arm was limp. And Herb Dean probably watched Askren pop those pumpkins and pop those watermelons. So I would have did the same damn thing. You're crazy if I'm going to have the first death on my hands. Um, so it was kind of it was kind of good. Then you had uh, Usman versus Woodley for the uh, title. And Usman, I didn't realize how much bigger he was than Woodley. And usually that doesn't matter because Woodley is strong, fast. He's got the legs of a, a thoroughbred. Like, his legs are thick and solid. And he just got outclassed. I mean, it wasn't striking. Um, it was just leaning on and wrestling and kind of just overall brute force of Usman that just took control of Woodley. Um, I didn't expect it. To go that way, honestly. And honestly, every time that uh, Woodley put up a fight as far as throwing hands, Usman covered up and backed up. So I feel like Woodley should have been super, super aggressive, and he probably would have knocked him out, to be honest. Um, But I think Woodley has just had garbage fight after garbage fight. And these are good guys. Like, Steven Thompson's a good guy. He fought twice in a row. And uh, Damian Maia is a good guy. But those guys you have to be careful with and you have to take your time with. He should have completely changed his game plan and kind of went in there and just destroyed. Just threw hands and hands and had a slugfest because his hands are fucking quick and powerful. Um, he didn't do that, so he got outclassed. And you have a new champion, Usman. And then you have the Jones-Smith fight. And... <clears throat> It seemed like Anthony Smith hit Jones in the head one time and did damage. And I'm just like, why? And I do this a lot with John Jones, John Jones fights. Just throw more hands, right? It ain't that easy because he's every time you come in or try to circle, he's got so much length. I think his reach is an 84 inch reach and he's got so much length and he kicks your fucking legs out. Like he stomps on your knee and that shit. And Anthony Smith, I've seen him fight. I've never seen him, like, just wilter like that. Like, he just did not know what to do. He couldn't get in anymore. He kind of just laid on the ground. And and in, and the announcer, I don't know if it was Rogan or uh, Cruz or somebody had mentioned it, but it just seemed like he was content with finishing the fight, period, but not, like actually attempting to win the fight like he was just content with all right i went five rounds with the best that ever did it and it still pisses me off that he's the best that ever did it because of the whole you know picogram steroid nonsense dude if you still if they are still testing you and you still have something coming up that means you took so much for the daniel cormier fight you took so many steroids that it's still showing up at this stage. So I hate when they interview John Jones and he said, well, I'm not going to fight Cormier. I made him cry twice. Well, you also cheated twice. So I, I just want people to be realistic about it. Was Barry Bonds the best home run hitter player, essentially, of our era? Probably. But he also cheated. All right? So does that cancel out the fact that he's the best? Probably. You know, Jones has got to, he, he's got to get off this. I can't tell another man what to do. You do whatever the hell you want to do. And hey, 
your record's still intact as being one of the best ever. So if you got to cheat to do it, whatever. Did he cheat for the last two fights? Probably not. But he still had trace amounts of steroids in his system. So I don't know how that goes on. Then after that, you have the confrontation with Covington and Usman and the casino where Covington is just annoying at this point. Okay, so Covington's he's going to the boss's car, Dana White, and he's he's putting up these Instagram videos. He has people filming him. But then when shit gets real in the casino with Usman, he's on the phone immediately after the the altercation, and he's saying, Oh, yeah, there's there's this guy in the UFC, and then there's two big black guys. I'm like, come on, man. You just sound like a chump right now. Like you are really trying to be McGregor, but you don't have the balls of McGregor. So it's, so I know he's trying to get a fight. He's probably money hungry. He wants more money. He wants another fight. He wants a chance at the title. He's still carrying around that old title. Get over it, man. I mean, get your fight like everybody else. Just wait your fucking turn. If you were, if people didn't hate you so much, you might already have a fight. Um, and then you got, so there's, there's a young kid that's coming up. His name is Johnny Walker, like the liquor. All right. And he's super good. You know, he's, he's in, he's in solid shape. He's got quick hands. He's got good movement. He has pretty much everything. He might be the next star, but he blows out his shoulder doing a worm after he defeated his counterpart. You know, it's just like Gaethje getting on top of the cage and doing a backflip, you know, every time somebody does some stupid celebration like that and they allow them to, it's like, dude, if you blow out your knee, your career is over. You know, if you he blew out his shoulders, so his in his next fight, which could have been in a couple months, might be off the table now. And you got to you got to be smart about that. But then again, they're fighters. Do you really have to be smart or do you have to go out there and whoop some ass? Um So, I can't talk much on that. I'm not a fighter. You know, I'm I'm in the gym a little bit, but that's not to say that I can even come close to being a professional fighter because I know I can't. Could I possibly train and be one? Maybe. But we'll never know because I'm never going to do that. I would like to train, but I would never train to fight. Maybe. I don't know. So that pretty much wraps up UFC 235. Uh, you got the tall, lanky Afghanistan brother named Zabit. He won. Uh, I didn't get to watch the fight, so I can't really comment on it. But I, I heard it was a brawler fest. He was fighting Jeremy Stevens. Zabit is, is another guy coming up that's just doing it the right way. Not talking much, not saying much. Kicking everybody's ass that comes into his radar. So... From there, I'd like to go into one core question. And the question that somebody asked today was, could Andre the Giant beat a mediocre UFC fighter? And I'm really thinking about this in the car. And I'm saying, well, Andre the Giant made it that far based on his height. He had ter- he has a terrible back system. He couldn't really turn around that quick. So could he have essentially beat a mediocre UFC fighter? No, I don't think so. Could he beat a UFC fighter that maybe has one fight? Potentially. He was a big guy. He had hands like double the size of normal man's hands. I'm sure he was strong as shit. I'm sure he was a bear. I'm sure if he got his hands on you, it would be a problem. Um, But as far as... Beating a trained fighter, it's really hard. I have a friend 
who said they can beat a woman UFC fighter. And I'm like, dude, no, you can't. You can't even go around. You would be winded after a round. If he trained enough, potentially. But their hands are registered just like man hands are registered. They cannot just square up with you and fight because they know how to punch and they know how to do jujitsu. They know how to choke and arm bars and all that shit. And honestly, I don't think anybody that's not trained to fight could beat anybody that is trained to fight. You may have a lucky punch here or there, but on that level, like you have to already be on that level to be in the UFC. You already have to be better than uh, one championship or Bellator to be in the UFC. If they ever had a Bellator tournament versus UFC, it would be a no contest. UFC would sweep every match unless a lucky punch here or there. So do I think Andre the Giant could beat a mediocre UFC fighter? No, I don't. I don't. Leg kicks? Oh, my God. So in Italy, so I I opened up with telling you a couple of the uh, things on the table of contents that we'll talk about. And in Ivera, to Sicily, Italy, they have what is known as the Orange Fight to commemorate the rebellion against the tyranny that existed in the Middle Ages. So you got all of these people and they 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 have like uh, floats and they have, uh, we can call them like cardboard box trucks, uh, cardboard floats. Um, and they, they basically just have, it's a, like one big parade in the streets to commemorate the, the fall of the tyranny of a, an establishment, and they beam oranges at, the, at each other's head. Now, if you're on YouTube, I'm going to post a video right now. If you're not on YouTube, just think of Mrs. Doubtfire when he grabs the fruit from the thing, from the fruit bowl on the bar at the pool, and he beams it at Pierce Brosnan's head at like 80 miles an hour. Could you imagine? So these people are in the streets, 500 tons of oranges. Look it up. 500 tons of oranges. And they're, they're just launching them at each other's head. It's absolutely insane. I almost want to be there once to experience it. But I swear if I got hit by an orange hard enough, it would hurt, man. <laughs> it would fucking hurt. So look that up. I want you to look up the Orange Fest. It's for a good cause, but maybe beaming 500 tons of oranges at your Italian brother's head is probably not the way you want to go out, although it could be fun. The streets look disgusting afterwards. I guess if you're vitamin C deficient, you kind of want to get in there and have at it. But other than that, no thank you, man. No thank you. So let's get into a second core question. If a passenger demands your seat on an airplane, do you give it up? Now, I don't like the one word in there, demand. All right. What do you mean demand? Like, is he telling me to get the fuck up because he wants to sit next to his wife? Or is he going to come next to me and say, listen, this is my wife. I'd like to sit here. You mind moving over here? If I'm traveling solo, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. I will not care. I'll sit on the, the on the wing if it was safe. I don't care. Why? I, and, and that's your wife or that's your mother or that's your, your daughters? Go ahead. But if you're demanding something from me and you, you just completely bypass all human 
morale, uh, uh, moral or uh, upbringing and tell me to get the fuck out of my seat. I want to sit here. Well, you're not demanding shit. You can kiss my ass. Um, so no, yes and no. Uh, so what else do we have? We have Walmart. They're getting rid of all of the meters and the greeters. You know, you come in the store and you usually have a special needs person up there that's just saying hello, asking if you need help. They'll show you to a person that can assist you or they'll assist you themselves. <coughs> and like I said at the beginning of the podcast, Walmart is about the money. They don't care about labor. They don't care about paying you more. They don't care about the people they hire, even though they try to blend it in. Look, Walmart has special needs persons. Let's give them more of our money. They're business. They want more money. They also want to compete with Amazon. Okay. So just keep that in your mind. They're getting rid of them because essentially they are not a big part of you know the process, helping somebody find something, checking them out, getting them on their way, help them spend more money, help them purchase the product, and then get them out of the store. Um, so essentially that greeter, it's really not necessary. Um, does it cause backlash? Yeah, because people are genuinely nice and they want to see some positions open up for the special needs people to get them out there and get them into society and let you know that, you know, even though they are special needs, they can still help and do a job. But that's Walmart, man. That's that's how Walmart does. You know, Walmart does not give a shit about anybody or anything if you're not green with a Ben Franklin on it. That's Walmart. And that's also a business. You know, that's that's any business. I like how businesses are starting to become uh, personable. Like you have your personal brand nowadays. Like I have my personal brand. I have a business brand. Um, so it's kind of like my personal brand is more focused on giving me what I need as a person. I like helping people. I love, uh, I like giving people advice. So that kind of fills a void within myself. Um, when you have a brand brand, when you have a store that you have to upkeep, you have to pay bills, it's about money. There's no way around it. You would not be open. You would not be as successful as you can be or are if it's not about money. I'm sorry. It is. So if they can get rid of 5,000 employees, excuse me. Holy shit. This coffee is giving me some acid right now. Holy fuck. <clears throat> not to mention my throat just capsizing on me. But if you can get rid of 5,000 employees, Dude, you're going to do it. Any business would, even if it's only two people per store. You know, if they have 2,500 stores that they're releasing two of the greeters, you know, the entrance and the exit, it's got to happen. It's going to happen. You know, yeah, it sucks for the special needs person, but as a business, that's what they're going to do. Uh, is it right or wrong? That's not for us to to make a judgment on. You know, we I can only call it from the middle. It's right business per se but wrong from humanity per se i don't know i don't know uh so let's go into our last core question as we're getting toward the end i guess i talked a lot on the ufc but that was a it was a pretty big event um so let's go into the last core question and the last core question is i can't read it because my handwriting's so small and this is what you have to do with the podcast and this is 
something. Uh, maybe I'll give you a little advice right now. If you want to do a podcast or a YouTube show or a just a just a video on anything in particular, research and write. This way you have it in your head. I didn't I didn't really have to go back to my notes other than, you know, wanting to ask the proper question or, you know, see exactly, you know, I have it laid out in an outline kind of to what I wanted to do here. Um, so if you want to be super successful, consistency is number one. You have to be consistent in anything. Even if it takes five years, you'll get on eventually with five years. Um, but two is you got to research and write. You got to make sure you know what you want to talk about. You know, have some kind of formula, um, have your outline. So you kind of know where to go. If you get lost, it's right here in front of you. There's no shame. There's honestly, man, there's no shame. I'm showing YouTube right now, my list. There's no shame. I wrote this in 20 minutes. I researched some topics that I thought were interesting and you get to it, man. There's no shame in that. So the next question would be, how do actors in a porn scene not get turned on or a love scene in a, let's say a, a big, uh, a big movie from Hollywood? Well, I bet you they do. You know, um, I've heard about actors and actresses using body doubles. You know, it's not necessarily them. They just put the face on later. I've actually heard about male actors tying their junk down taping their junk around their leg, tying it so they don't get aroused. But I think one of the biggest reasons why they might not get aroused is because there's people there. There's, you know, there's porn stars for a reason. You have to be able to perform and be so sexually hungry that you can perform in front of people. Well, multiply that, multiply the number of people in the room by maybe five or ten. And that's how many people are on a Hollywood set. So I don't think you're going to get erected. It's like if you're in gym class, your crush pulls down your pants in front of everybody. You're not going to be erect, man. You're going to be embarrassed. So maybe that's it. Even when it gets a little intimate, um, when you know, there's a lot of kissing. There's a lot of making out. Uh, just a lot of intimacy. Then you might peek up a little bit and have to start it over. I saw some outtakes. I think it was Mike and Dave's wedding when they were doing that massage scene and his junk popped out. I think the, the comedian, um, I forget his name, Indian dude from the big sick, very funny. And his junk popped out and she's like, Oh, oh, oh. you know, he had to put it back in, you know, put it back to wherever it was tucked or whatever was going on there. So to say that they don't get aroused, it's we're all humans, we're all species, we all we all like sex to a point. Um, so I would I would say that maybe they do get aroused, maybe they don't. But you're a professional; it's probably more likely that you don't, especially because you're in a room full of hundreds of people watching you do this. You know, and uh, I would imagine that the big actors and actresses have body doubles. It might be them naked, but then when, you know, when the the good stuff gets going, then it might not be them after all. So I wanted to finish this off with uh, a couple things from my weekend. Apex Legends, absolutely amazing. It's a video game on Xbox, PC, and PS4. It's the first shooter battle royale game that I've actually felt good playing. And it's kind of like... Uh, 
Call of Duty mixed with Destiny feel, but uh, but the mechanics are great. So if you're looking for a new video game to play and you have some time because you will be addicted to it, check it out. It's definitely awesome. I wish I had another mode, you know, like a like how Fortnite has survival mode where you can kind of practice and play around um, and just get your teams together and maybe go squad up and head on or 50 versus 50. But it's an all-out good game. I wish I had more time to play it. You know, right now, I should be at yoga right now. I kind of disappointed my wife by not going to her class tonight. But I I, I wanted to get this episode done because I had wrote it this morning, and I wanted to get it all out there. So if you, if she ever listens to this, I apologize for that. But I'll make it up to you. We'll, we'll get some things done. Don't worry about that. We always get our stuff in. Um, what else? Uh, this weekend, we celebrated a birthday. Our lovely fl- friend, Brielle. Had a birthday, which was actually two months ago, but she brought us to a vegan place. She's vegan. Couple of things. Vegan food, if you order the right food, is delicious. Um, I ordered mushroom tacos with uh, guacamole and mushroom and sauce and all that good stuff. Amazing. Amazing food. Um, I want to say it's Lorderia, but I'm not totally sure that that's the name. Um but it was very good. So don't sleep on vegan food. Don't sleep on vegans as a society. You know, I know you see a lot of stuff where vegans are crazy. That's just what the media wants to put out because people don't like people that actually stand for something for whatever fucking crazy reason. I don't know. For me, honestly, if you don't stand for anything, you stand for nothing. Find out what you like to do. Find out something to put your effort and focus into and get out there and 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 love and enjoy it. Um, so vegan, vegan was the, the way to go this weekend. And finishing it off with our favorite clip show, Ridiculousness. We watched an uh, entire, we ate Chinese food last night and watched an entire shit, three hours of it. It was a good release. I'm Scotty Ward. Thank you very much for listening. Peace.